This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, <laughs> Scoop, Sam Claybor, hey and CJ Gibson. What's up? We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the Xbox One Sad Edition. Uh, <laughs> We're Did talk you make about, that up? I didn't make that up. I saw Microsoft last night. made that up. <laughs> Microsoft's naming conventions. We've got to talk about the Capcom Home Arcade. But first, let's begin with the PlayStation 5. Details, technical details of which were first revealed this week. That's right. Kind, in, in, kind of a, in kind of a strange way, yeah. I think. Uh, Sony chose to have, and they gave that Mark Cerny, architect of Lead architect. PlayStation 4, and of Marble Madness. Yeah, many great games. <laughs> M- mainly that first thing, though, is what's relevant here. <laughs> yeah. and, and like a bunch of mascot games between those. Like yeah. what? Well, Knack. Yeah. And then yeah. before that... Well, uh, that's not a mascot game, is it? I guess it kind of is. I guess they wanted it to be. Right. But before that, he did the son- uh, uh, Bandicoots and whatnot. Yeah. He's involved in Sonic Whoa. 2, I think, somebody's saying. Yeah. Sonic 2? Yeah. Somebody's saying just on the back end, he dealt with a lot with Sega in early, really cool. his early ages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he gave an interview, interview uh, with Wired where he talked about these tech, tech specs of the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that's weird is because I just, you know... E3 is coming up. They yeah. could have just had an E3 press conference. There's no press was... conference instead. <laughs> my, my favorite tweet was like, well, I'm not an executive in the video game industry, but if I had a console to announce, I'd hold I a press conference at E3. <laughs> I would think this is sort of a quiet little yeah, interview yeah. with you know a publication well, that is it's a well-respected publication, but maybe yeah. isn't as popular today as it was 10 years ago. So. I think um, like it was almost an offhand line in the report, but it was like, oh, some developers have had development kits for a while, mm-hmm. but a lot more development kits are starting to ship out now. And I think Sony just... 
accepts that like look people are going to start talking about this yeah yeah it's coming i guess so it's it's not that different than like bioware saying like yep we are making another mass effect see you in two years right (laughs) Mm -hmm. like sony probably was wise to acknowledge yeah it exists but like i don't like marketing strategy whatever like we'll see what they do but they still haven't done like you know what it looks like what the controller is what the price is what the name is like things like that they can roll out of these big big moments so it is funny that they started with like well, let's have a nerdy discussion about tech specs. <laughs> yeah. It's going to have ray tracing. Exactly. And Mark Cerny, I mean, super Which is sad because ray guy. tracing was my favorite editor here, and he moved on to Tony. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Uh, there was immense detail about the lighting effects from the ray tracing. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, that, that's, that's Mark's deal. You know? So everything, we, everything we've heard, it sounds like uh, next-gen PlayStation 4, meaning they're not like trying to uh, rewrite the book on what yeah. a traditional video game console is. Right? They're, not, yeah. they're not taking out disk drives. Not taking out disk drives. Uh, not... <laughs> creating a streaming console it's just a it's a more powerful playstation 4 they talked about they talked about how important having the solid state hard drive inside it is Mm -hmm. in terms of like read speeds like you're not really constrained by you know gpu technology and stuff like that but you are constrained by how quickly the console can load the data and so uh, the the marketing speak uh we'll see if it's delivered uh in the final product is that that Solid state hard drive with so much faster read speed should allow you to get around game worlds. You know, like yeah. what was the example from Spider Man? Like Spider Man uh, closed like a gap from like fast traveling point uh, eight in Spider Man on PlayStation Four Pro took fifteen seconds mm-hmm. using a next gen PlayStation Dev Kit. It take it took point eight seconds. Yeah. and they're supposedly using like proprietary hard drive tech that's even faster than like the solid state drives in people's gaming PCs now. Yeah. But you see it in a gaming PC. Like I have uh, in my gaming PC, I have a solid state drive, and that console that. I mean, I called it a console because that's how it acts. Like, it doesn't have like a PC boot up like the mm. way you expect. Yeah. Like, it really, really does cut down on load times, boot times, stuff like that. Yeah, the well, back the backwards compatibility is really telling. It's like it's so funny to see them saying like, "Oh, you're set between system," and this is just in a kind of another step. Like, we are not changing. What do you cons- mean? So before, it used to be that, that backwards compatibility wasn't really desirable because it was expensive and they said people didn't use it. Yeah. But now they're saying, okay, you already bought another system, but you can play your old games <laughs> on it. Just do that again. You can still play your old games on it. And it's like, we're just incrementally moving through consoles now instead of really moving generationally. Like, that sure. step between has made it so backwards <clears throat> compatibility is just, like, accepted and important and you know maybe a PlayStation Four and a PlayStation Five aren't going to be that different for those games specifically. Well, I feel like that was a little bit of a challenge between the PlayStation Three and Four, where there was a bunch of things I think from a technology standpoint that were good, but then like Connect was even still doing that thing on account of Wii from two thousand six, and I mean mm-hmm. that kind of I think destroyed Microsoft initially because they focused on it. Well, you have to lock in these choices, like the decision right. to double down on Connect had to be made so early Far in, in like the Xbox One life cycle that yep. then they they sort of they have this like yo around their neck yeah. they can't shake because because xbox i think that's the reason why they kind of lost that early generation there was a certain amount of i think like the ram that was dedicated to connect and they weren't even able to hit 720p or 1080p on some of these titles and that's why i'm interested to see the whole 8k thing like right okay well that's that's nice but tvs don't even do 4k but you know pretty skeptical yeah exactly like mainstream <clears throat> right now so i mean you gotta you gotta future proof your stuff like yeah, you that's gotta, fair you no. can't you can't have a box that works for 2020 you have yeah. to have a box that works for like 2025 so you <clears throat> yeah. know i understand that but like man like how many homes don't even have 4k tvs yet exactly 
We yeah. do a lot of like research into what people are searching uh, so we can write about uh, articles that might be appealed to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big search terms that I saw, which won't be answered for so long, is <laughs> like, what's Bloodborne like on PS5? What's, <laughs> what's this game like? Everybody wants to know about the games. And so while, while the console announcement is going to be interesting and we follow it and everything, it is crazy that we have no games list and that there's so yeah. few discussions about like why mm-hmm. would I play a game on a PS5 instead of a PS4, stuff like that. Yeah, I think, um, Sam, I think you're completely right that they want to fuzz and blur the lines between mm-hmm. the generations. Um, anytime there's a big console generation, like a break, like things are different now, that's an opportunity for people to just switch allegiances, right? And the companies want to stop too. that. Like, yeah. they, Sony wants to do everything in their power to provide continuity through people that have a PS4 and mm-hmm. just have, you know, carry them right through to PS5. So. They've almost like yeah. established themselves as the stability in the industry. Mm-hmm. So if they're saying that they're going to be the safe system, then they kind of push Nintendo to be <clears> experiment, <throat> which Nintendo always does. Yeah. And they push Microsoft to experiment, which it's kind of screwed them over a little bit before. Yeah. So like if Microsoft comes out now and says like, no, 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 we're the boring system. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> PR. And I think I, I agree with Damon. Like I love having, uh, and I'm using boring, not like even pejoratively. Like yeah. I, I actually do think like we need that system by which we can judge other systems and the wackiness of what's going to come. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fitting because so, Sony's really the uh, torchbearer today of the traditional AAA single-player console game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With games like God of War and Spider-Man. Yeah. Days Gone. Uh, so it makes sense that they have that their console is the more traditional video game console, the more powerful version of what we had before. That's what we used to always get, and we were happy with that for a long time. Yep. And PSVR is going to work with the same thing. Like, yeah, same I PSVR. think the continuity thing is like such an interesting theme, and it also is also going to be expensive for everybody because when they go point five with this, and then they mm-hmm. do this, like we're yeah. we're starting to see a console cycle that's like, well, we can't probably push them much shorter than buying a console every three or four years, but I think we can get them to do that. And now we're going to be doing that. We're going to be buying consoles that often. Yeah, they were KG in the Wired article about VR. You know, didn't yeah. really have anything to say about that yet. So whether they lean into that or lean away from it is still a big question mark mm-hmm. yeah and the pricing too i mean to me yeah i was actually at that event when they announced it i remember sitting next to friend and parent i said hey if they announce this thing at 399 a hundred dollars less than the xbox it's over for this generation i said <laughs> I mean, that i said those words then <clears throat> and to me it's like if they increase the price now pretty dramatically i don't know what they would launch at but i mean it's 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 got to be kind of risky if there's not a crazy benefit to seeing playstation 5 besides load times right but a pro is 500 dollars, right no one, that, uh, no one knows. I think yeah. Well, I mean, th- that was the other question. MSRP, right? We'll talk about maybe the Xbox thing after, yeah. but yeah, MSRP changes pretty dramatically, even if it says it's four ninety nine. Well, yeah. Do people hold to it or not? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just think if it's if the next generation PlayStation can't be less expensive than the PlayStation Four Pro, right? Yeah, I, I think love that would be in line with their pricing for it. Yeah, I, I own every console, play games on every console, Same. you know, like franchises on every console. But I love the gamesmanship of the console war. These multi-billion-dollar companies, yeah. um, they—it's so fascinating to me just how high the stakes are that they have to make these decisions. As we were saying, like three years ago, like are we yeah. going to have a more powerful five hundred dollar box or a little bit more conservative four hundred dollar box? And like locking those decisions in and um I, I don't know it's really fascinating to me and it's always my favorite time to be doing the work that i'm doing yeah and what's sony at now for units to date sailed i think or sold i think it's around 90 million or something like that 90 some 96 or something like that mid 90s they won there are like <laughs> lingering problems we talk about sometimes and load times is one of them where it's like why isn't this solved like well, it's completely crazy yeah. that we have all this other stuff going for us games are looking more and more real very pretty uh, but load times never go away so it's really cool to see that tackled head on it's like 
well, if we can't improve, you know, the experience in all these other graphical ways, like, let's just improve it in this way. And you use it with a technical example where it's like, it's not just as simple as an SSD. It's the IO interface within the context of the system. Cause you can put an SSD in the new PlayStation four. Mm-hmm. It does not make it that fast. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a lot of inner workings mm-hmm. of the guts that are changing there. So is there any significance to the fact that they're not calling it PlayStation five yet? Nah. I think yeah. they want to do that as a logo reveal. That's the reveal. It's just a marketing okay. thing. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll get that at the same time we see the design of the, the hardware. Yeah. So so much of what what's what we think of as a console war right now is a reaction against Microsoft losing the market share. <laughs> Absolutely. And Microsoft, I think, made a very confusing console name. Yep. And they put Kinect in their console and they made it like they stunted it because of that. Like there's no way PlayStation's gonna go those ways, right? Mm-hmm. And if they do, like it'll seem foolish. And so I think we can expect them if if it looks like they're playing it safe, then we can expect the PlayStation Five to be the name, and you know there'll be another God of War on it and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they're going to play it that way. And that's how they ended the article. They're like, "We're not going to reinvent the wheel. It's PlayStation Five. It's going to play video games really fast, really well." On that performance thing, though, uh, about how much faster it was to fast travel in Spider-Man. Do you have any sound effects or music here? What? <laughs> it just seems like we're not filling we do, the space. We do in between mm-hmm. segments. Oh my god, man! Right. Sam's just Keep itching. Going, He's just Keep itching. Going. <laughs> Uh, it makes fast traveling so much easier on, on Spider-Man. But, you know, like, the next-gen games will be, uh, you know, much bigger and more involved. So I think the PlayStation yes. 5 games will still take 15 seconds to, to they, fast travel. They still just gobble up, like, whatever yeah, advantage. Just, yeah. yeah, every time technology makes a leap, there's something that makes it come back to the same space. It's like, like yeah. my home computer has 16 gigabytes of RAM, <laughs> yeah. but it still takes the exact same amount of time to, like, load email as it did when it had, like, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you <laughs> exactly. know, one gigabyte of RAM. The way I always complain about that is for exporting video. I know. Yeah. Like, you get in the, you're yeah. like, man, it's like a minute or two now. And they're like, yeah, I've tried exporting 4K. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> It's not <laughs> a minute or two going, anymore. It goes right back to being one to one. How long is your video? That's how long it's going to take. Eight K. Oh god. Yep. Exactly it. Uh, they said it's not coming this year. So assuming this comes next year, how how big does the hard drive need to be? Ooh, the launch place terabyte at minimum. It's oh, weird that boy. we're That's still a year from now. Too. It's like, is well, how, how could that be enough a year be, from now? Because I think they'll have the internal ones smaller and faster and then give you the opportunity to have an IO connection to plug external ones in. Like right now, I have a four terabyte external hard drive on my PlayStation, but I did upgrade a smaller internal one at two terabytes. That's an interesting point. I wonder if they'll make some distinction between like terabyte, two terabyte solid state drives, particularly if they're proprietary to the console, expensive. are crazy expensive. Yeah. So they'll probably do something like... like You'll have like an active game. Yes. And then they'll be like, take 30 minutes, you know, whatever, overnight, and like, you know, this is going to get dragged over to your to your crazy fast drive, but yeah. then they'll have like a slow storage. Right? All this is like so funny to talk about because, we, and we've mentioned this before, Breath of the Wild is like 14 gigabytes or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, oh, so people, crazy. people just don't compress their games. I know. And they don't do it because they don't have to. Yeah. So it's like maybe, you know, maybe there'll be a leap there. Maybe yeah. maybe games will just be smaller in the future, not bigger. I don't know why we assume they're going to be bigger. They don't have to be. Well, I mean, with the textures, though, you'd assume they're going to be like Red Dead was what 110 yeah. gigs yeah. or something like that. But again, like that stuff, like this is not optimized. Yeah, like, yeah they that's didn't true. work on that. Yeah, a lot of true. people, a lot of it's textures, but a lot of it's you, you know, Sam's right. Like it's like why is this Call of Duty game 89 gigabytes? And it's because yeah. it's coming with like every language audio, like 10 gigabytes of audio from yeah. you know eight languages. And it's like they're just not. It's but, not a priority. But they made that a, com- a conversation in there, too, like going, oh, if we in- implement different audio systems and all that stuff, it could be just one of those things where, okay, now we have 50 million sounds because we can, and <laughs> yeah, then it's yeah. the same thing. And then, yeah, there's there's well, totally. 60 gigs of audio. But And also, again, <laughs> because, our internet in this country specifically can't can't handle that. Like you, yeah. you, That's why discs 
will still exist is because like if you do make games that big then you got to print them you just have to yeah well i wish we could say we'll be learning more at e3 but uh (laughs) that is not the case but we'll be be learning more almost weekly probably now (laughs) something will happen something not through so when developers get dev kits and it's out there we start seeing like them being sold on ebay that's the thing that happened (laughs) well there's these moments in the console (laughs) Releases, which are, which are really fun to watch. Here's here's a question: Does any third party mm-hmm. uh, publisher at E3 mention our game will be coming to PlayStation Five? Yeah, next, yeah or like, they'll probably say next. It's gonna be cool gen. about yeah. E3 next this year. Gen. It's just yeah. weird not to have cool. Sony first party games yeah. talking about that. And Mark Cerny's pretty, you know, tied into Death Stranding with Kojima and all mm-hmm. the rest of those things. Like I would say that that's gonna be like a yep. showcase. Well, game I, 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 you I think so? Well, I think so. I think a lot of these games are gonna be cross gen. I think that's gonna be the language at E3. Like, and if not, like IGN kind of needs to push this narrative like yeah. is this is your game going to be appearing on you know both you know both both generation of platforms absolutely i mean yeah. i think that's we talk about like what what are we going to hear about playstation at, at e3 like that's what we're covering like we're going to be you know as journalists like going there to cover that yeah no to death stranding sorry i think we'll be playing death stranding first on ps4 Oh, interesting. You don't think they'll hold it for a PlayStation 5 release in 2020? I don't think so. That's mm. my that's my hunch. All right. Moving on. Cool. I actually don't remember what that's from. <laughs> it's definitely a Sega. It's something on game. the Genesis. Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> can you like tell? A, it's just that oh, synth. You don't chip think it sounds like a Genesis game? Yeah. Totally. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I just I, I don't think about it that way. No, I do. Uh, it yeah, has it those sound. those bings like, and bongs that are obvious just that, right. <laughs> it's obvious that it's not an NES game, right? Yeah. I'm going with Streets of Rage too. Yeah, I would I would have remembered that. Yeah. Uh, well, how week, would you not remember? Because <laughs> it's not an, it's like, it's some obscure game. Oh, okay. okay. Remember, I picked this stuff at kind of at random. Sounds a little bit like Altered Beast, actually, or something. I would remember if you're Altered Beast. Okay, <laughs> it's right. something obscure. Right. Okay, Tasmania. This week, <laughs> maybe it'll, if it comes to me, I'll I'll, right. I'll let you guys figure it out. <laughs> After many leaks, uh, Microsoft finally revealed the Xbox One. <laughs> Here it is, the Xbox One S, all digital edition. Which a- acronyms to the Xbox One Sad Edition? Like, can they just not figure it Which out? Which is amazing to me. Nobody at Microsoft looked at this and thought, mm, you know, maybe we should go with something else. Well, they they had discless, <laughs> exactly. Which you have to be careful about. <laughs> yeah, discless. And they also had X B O N E. Well, that's true. <laughs> As their so yeah, I guess you're right. There is no one at Microsoft looking at this. <laughs> they though. need an acronym guy. Exactly. But they also really said the word all doesn't need to be in there. It adds nothing. It doesn't. Yeah, Get you're it right. out of there. Right. Yeah. All except no, no. the disc drive and the Blu-ray player. Like, doesn't any big uh, company that's making a big product like this, they need like a meme advisor yeah, on board do. to look at your shit I love that job and be idea. able to be like, all right, this is this is how people are going to make fun of you. Absolutely. Yeah. But they don't have that yet. Fart, fart. <laughs> at GDC, I went to a, a talk where they're talking about crunch in the industry and uh, one of the presenters, and I wish I knew her name because she's done other cool stuff, but she was a geographer. She was like a geographer, like, you know, that's what her tra- trade was. Cool. And she was hired by video game companies to uh, say like, oh, if you put out this game in this country, yeah. it, this thing will be offensive. Oh, you know? Right. And she's like yeah, a contractor that goes around to do that. And so th- there could be totally a mean person that goes around and yeah. be like, guys, this is what's going to happen <laughs> if you call your system sad. Yeah. They need one. <laughs> like if they haven't learned their lesson by now, they will never learn. 
I guess not. Anyway, uh, there's nothing wrong with an all di- all digital or digital edition of the Xbox. No, and there's nothing yes, wrong. There there's one thing wrong. There's no. nothing wrong with being sad. <laughs> That's true as well. There's nothing wrong with the idea of a of a console without a disc drive. No, it's the price the is the problem. There you go. They it's priced sad. it so wrong. Exactly. It's crazy. It's unfathomable. Exactly. It, it's crazy. It's two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, which means there's literally. No reason to buy it because a regular Xbox One S costs that or less. Yeah, you can get an nope. Xbox One S that has a 4K Blu-ray player in it and the Division Two for less money. Or Anthem MSRP yeah. doesn't mean much, yeah. but it's like so. Like, honestly, I, I, I have to repeat this: there is literally no reason to buy this at two hundred fifty dollars. There's right that funny ad. Yeah. <laughs> no, did it's not you, funny. Did you guys each see it? It was so bad. They, so they, I actually looked at it. I sent it to you. They took it down last night oh. because I think the like to dislike ratio, and they re-uploaded it this morning or late. With like, late. Yeah, well, no, how does that help? I don't know. It doesn't, but I think it eliminates some of the negativity because I was looking at a bunch of the posts, and I was like, oh, my gosh. If you didn't see it, Justin, they put up a, a, an ad for the sad edition Yeah, that seemed like an April Fool's joke. They were trying to play it for laughs. Like they just took up an, an image file of the Xbox One S and just deleted the disk drive part of it, and then that was like their angle. I that mean, they were... it's a cute angle, and it just but doesn't work in this this video very especially well. Especially not. With this... I'm not a critic of the video, but it's funny that they took. <laughs> I am. I am. I mean, here's the thing: I watched the video like 20 times. <laughs> well, it's it's so an, you're a super fan. Yeah, in a way, because I'm like, are they un? Are they? Do they not realize they are shooting themselves in the foot with this ad? Like. It's it shot so expertly well, and and the concept is great. Yeah, I think if it, it was on April first, yeah, it literally well, it came makes in them, the same month. Yeah, it looks it makes them look as if they don't know that they're slow, which we now, <laughs> which we now know, which we do know now. But it's like, hey guys, guess what? We removed the Blu-ray drive, and we left the price the same. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what they did. <laughs> Go not, get it are, today. Are, are you saying that the the just the S with the drive is the same price? Yeah, or yeah. less. It's less Le- with the, with the drive and <laughs> bundled. A game. There's less. So what, what blew me away with this about this is I thought it'd be and this would be a reason to buy it. I thought it'd be cheap, discless. Yep. And the X level of oh, not power. It's, it's not X level, right? Power. Yeah. No, but I mean or, that would be the the cool trade off. Yes. Like, okay, you can't afford the X, so we'll take out the disc drive and we'll give you a really powerful system. In, but yeah. in Microsoft's defense, CJ, you keep talking about MSRP. The MSRP of like the Division Two, you know, Xbox One S is three hundred dollars. Yeah. And the MSRP of this is two hundred and fifty dollars. But the problem true. is, no one's selling their Xbox One well, S at three hundred dollars. Right. And it's not a new thing. It's been available at that price for like yeah. two years now. And it's yeah. it's discounted. You know, two ninety nine crossed out to two fifty <laughs> on Microsoft.com. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, insane. Here's the other thing. When you watch the ad, they're literally clicking on the CD drive and going, "It's gone. We did it." And I'm like, fantastic. Here's what sucks. The form factor is exactly the same. Yeah. So unless you're looking at it directly from straight on, I don't know how often now you're going to go, oh, it's, oh, no disk drive. <laughs> and you're going to run just into like, them. cram it a disk Yeah. Because it has that little bank it, where the disk drive is. Yes. You know, so you can't actually tell if the disk drive is it, it does. It's mind-boggling. It does come with <laughs> Xbox. It comes with Xbox Game Pass. I don't recall how many months. Yeah, which is, like, you know, not a two or three downloadable games. And it comes with some downloadable games but yeah. it's, not, yeah. it's not enough yeah and then the last thing i'll say is i so if they're gonna do that i was thinking it might be a redesign because i actually like the playstation 4 slim because yeah. it's portable i was like cool this is a way to get rid of the that space would, but that would be drive. a reason to buy it <laughs> 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 
<laughs> right. And then you got him. <laughs> that's true. Then I was like, cool. It's going to be portable. And, and I was like, it, it is the same thing without the drive. If what they if- would have leaned harder into the digital, like, what if it came with a library of like 20 digital games, which yes. I know costs Microsoft money, but like, you know, pick pick some ticky tacky stuff of like, it comes with 20 games, comes with Master Chief Collection, comes yeah. with this garbage. And like, rather than all the stickers that just says, does not include disk drive. <laughs> What if we bought a bunch of them and then uh, epoxy to handle under them? <laughs> yeah. And then sold them for one cent more. Well, and what a what an insult to like, you know, GameStop and these other stores yeah. that are now selling this thing that's like the returns. Well, like, why why cuz the employees are going to have to explain or yeah. No, because then that's you can't maybe. like they're going to sell someone a box that is a customer that's never going to walk into their store again. <laughs> that too. All right. Uh, can yeah. you play some music for me? Cuz this is called The Collector's Corner. This machine will be worth so much money. <laughs> Cobra Triangle. That's a, from, that's a good angle. There you go. Yeah. That was the Cobra Triangle load thing. Mm-hmm. ear. <laughs> You're Sorry. so good at that. I'm Love really it. amazed, man. Every that. time a little thing of music plays from a game that I've played a million times, you yeah. recognize yeah. it. I don't. This like new it. era of GameScoop drives me insane because I recognize <laughs> them all, but not what any of them, not uh, like I can't. Cobra Triangle. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. So but yeah, I, I you can't name this one. <laughs> no, not this one. Some Genesis game. Uh, the title of the file 
Sonic Spinball. His departure. Mm. Departure. Definitely yeah. Spinball. Um, but this, <laughs> this system will be expensive, and it'll be the most expensive brick, because in 20 years, you won't be able to do anything with it. I disagree with that. We actually have an email about that. Mm. that How do you I'll, disagree I'll right with now. that? Well, let, let, let Taylor <laughs> Let's ask skip this email and answer my question. <clears throat> this is Taylor in beautiful, sunny Portland, Oregon. Hello. Says, I sat out on Xbox's generation, but with the Xbox One S all digital edition and Game Pass combo coming, seems like there is no better value for playing through the Xbox One games I missed. Mm. I love to keep all my old consoles and occasionally will whip them out to have a stroll down memory lane. Be advised, people in sunny Portland, Oregon, Taylor is around just whipping them out (laughs) whenever he wants. (laughs) Says, I've been split this generation on buying digital on both Switch and PS4, but I know that even the digital games on those consoles should be playable in the future. My question is this. If I pick up an Xbox One SAD and use it as a Game Pass machine, will it become nothing but a paperweight 10 or 15 years down the line? Is it worth it to get one with a disk drive just so that it is guaranteed to have some sort of value in the future? It's, you're downloading games to the console. You're not streaming this. You as once you download them, you still have them. No, uh, the monthly pass things, though. You know, it, well, if you stop paying for the service, you don't have the I access don't, to the game. No, do they work? That's how PS Plus works. And I actually don't know. That's, that's how, how Games with Gold works. That's yeah. how Game Pass works. But I don't know about and Game, game with, Pass. Is that how Games with Gold works as yeah, well? Yeah. yeah. yeah the, otherwise, you really could. You know, yeah. get it for a few months I and then play games I think you keep forever. them with Games of Gold. I mean, well, you I still see- have to check in, though. That's the thing. You need to be, I think, connected online. No, let's to- let's let's clarify. Like, Game yeah. Pass is a subscription service where it's like yeah. Netflix. That's right? for you, sure. Yeah. You pay 10 bucks, and then you have a library of games you can download and play. So if you unsubscribe, you lose that library of games. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Games with Gold and PS Plus give you a couple games every month. But yeah. PS Plus holds them hostage. Yes. They do, if you, but, if but you unsubscribe, they go away. It every month. But if you just download Assassin's Creed Odyssey... You have that, right? You're if not. You, you're not going to lose that if game. you buy yeah. the game digitally. Yeah. So I'm thinking about just buying your games digitally. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know if it does a check. Like, let's say Microsoft is like, "Fuck it, we're not in the Xbox business anymore." Like, then what? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't. They don't say anything about it being like an always online console. Yeah, but like, do your digital copies like if you're offline, can you play your digital copy of Assassin's Creed? Online? I'm assuming you can. Yes. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not an always online console. It's but, just a download. But there's console. a DRM concern. There like, is, and the licensing thing. Sometimes I've run into that too, where I didn't have an internet connection and it wouldn't let me because it needed to touch. Sometimes it has to check in. It has to it check has to, in. It has to phone. No longer yeah. yeah. games with gold. You will no longer be able to access your games with gold titles if you cancel your subscription. Yeah. However, if you decide to renew your subscription anytime. You'll be able to access and pay, play your so, previously redeemed games. You get them back. Yep. So that was a feature that they took away. No, no, no. Says you will Both no that and plus are the same thing. Yeah. Okay. You, you have to subscribe to play those games. Yeah. That's okay. the part I wasn't sure about is whether gold worked the same as plus. Which is really weird because it used to be basically that you would have online Xbox quote quote for free. Right, but yeah. then there were certain features that they disabled, mostly mm-hmm. multiplayer and those downloadable things and stuff like that. And then, of course, now since Game Pass came out, they've probably restructured some of those things. And as well, now there a lot of PlayStation are giving away games as well too. So they had to do that, I think, for that reason. But this will be a brick if those services stop. Yep. I mean that. See, I just, oh no, sorry. You could buy the games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're just da- downloading your games digitally. Well, but Sam, but, when, when but you were that, looking that up, what we were asking was, what happens if just ac- the Xbox service ceases to exist, or you don't have internet anymore? Like, does that console have to phone home in order for you to even play the games that you bought digitally? Like, not for the digital purchase I don't games. Think so. Consoles like, are not, still that way because because you can you can unplug your console and play whatever you want right now. Some will say, do you want to do an update? Or yeah. they'll say this requires an update to play online, but they they let you play all the single player. But that's how Steam works. Like Steam lets 
once you play oh, games sure. offline, but not for an infinite amount of time. Right. At some point, it makes you log back in. Yeah, I've never heard of that for these consoles. I think I can fire up my Xbox 360 and yeah. still play all my Xbox Live Arcade games that mm-hmm. are on it. Yeah, I mean, but that, again, I think was a little bit different because it didn't have to do the check-in thing that is with Xbox One. But that's not... I, guess, I think once you own a game, you're not going to... It's going to act just like a disc. Yeah. I mean... It, that's it, the hope. It, well, that's the hope, and you're right. It's a fair question. I think the bigger issue is that, especially even multiplayer games that <clears throat> require network connection, is will the you know the provider, the developer, end up having those games online at that point in time? Dude, it down, used to be like, road, it used right? to be like, hey, you know, they, they would handle this with Kid Gloves EA. would be like, look, you know, yeah. we're going to shut down the servers for FIFA 2004. Yep. We're really sorry. And we're like, yeah, it's been 12 years. It's fine. Yeah. But now, like, they're shutting down servers, like, pretty fast. Or they remove like, games from the shops. And, yep. and there's, like, Twitter accounts and stuff that follow that. Yes. But, like, there's no announcement for it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Arcade. Can't get it anymore. But I have it on my disc, and I play it often on my 360 because for that reason. Um, How often? Well, I mean, once a year. You know, I start okay. it. Okay. All, all of this whole conversation is irrelevant, though, because you shouldn't open the box if you buy that console, or else it definitely won't be worth it. <laughs> yeah. One of two, one of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to be crazy rare or... Or Microsoft has already made two million of them, and, and it's going to be a hundred dollars. Well, six then months. it'll be in a landfill in Almogordo, <laughs> yeah. New Mexico. It's like a. It's like I saw today. Actually, the PS Classic was thirty-five bucks, which is the cheapest I've ever yeah. seen it. It yeah. went to sixty, and that was a big deal. And then forty, and that was a big deal. And now Newegg has them for thirty-five. Crazy. Crazy. Anyway, I think the Xbox One Sad, sad Edition is an incredible misfire. Uh, yeah. I, I will say. Once again, there is literally no reason to buy that console. At it's that price also just today. beautifully unfortunate timing. <laughs> yeah, how like how yeah. different would the storytelling be if this thing was like 190 bucks, 150, yeah, even yeah, yeah, even 199 has, would be like it's the cheapest way to get next gen. Like, buy it, it's great. Yep, like, yeah. they insane. Uh. Same. <laughs> now, another uh, questionable hardware announcement that was made this week is the Capcom Home Arcade. <laughs> well. This is Capcom's take on the uh, mini. Damon has a hang up with this. Console. That's why he's introducing it. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that other people don't have the same hang up. Anyway, uh, this is another uh, a hardware unit that Capcom is releasing that with two joysticks that will include 16 classic <clears throat> Capcom arcade games. And the game lineup is pretty dope. It's incredibly dope. But the unit itself. Uh, is not like an arcade, you know, table. It's just the Capcom logo with all the sort of contours and curves that you would imagine that entail. And that's what it is with two joysticks on top of it. <laughs> so I just can't think how I would like, I'm sitting on my couch in front of my TV, this giant like Capcom logo is just sitting on my lap. Like what? You, what am I like going to put my hands on even? You're also probably going to, since it's all focused on these multiplayer games, these two player games. Two people. You're going to so be touching the person. You're, you're going to be bumped right up next to them. <laughs> yeah, that was Which the joke I made on Twitter. My reaction was, uh, you know, you better like the person that you're playing. <laughs> yeah. With. Which isn't that different <laughs> than an arcade experience, well, sure. But you're sitting on a couch. Well, you're not know. moving the cabinet though, and you're freaking reefing yeah. on the. But how sad is it going to be when it's seesawing on your lap when you're playing <laughs> exactly. by yourself? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And if that thing, if that thing split in two. Right for two people to play these games and not have to be touching. Yeah, no, it'd be a yeah, lot more cap, cap and com. or if they were just yeah. the regular cap, like cap and com. If it was the regular rectangle I shape that com. every fighting stick is, yeah. that seems a perfectly reasonable choice for the shape of the controller. But this is unreasonable and amazing looking. Yeah. See, and and right there, I feel like that's taken priority exclusively, so that when they look back in fifteen years, it's like, oh, do you remember that? Yeah. It's like the chainsaw that controller for the game. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, Sam. Is this going to be a collector's edition, or is it going to be a collector's item? If Damon doesn't like it, then yes. 
There you go. Uh, the other weird thing about this is that um, it's only available to pre-order from Capcom's European store. Mm. I mean, well, all of this is going to make it worth a lot of money. Yeah. This thing is not even yeah. mentioned on Capcom's North American store. Well, that's probably going to change, right? I'm like, just saying. And just so far, I just think that's one of the vagaries of but in, international business. But like, today, <laughs> when there's you know the internet is there's just one internet. Yeah. You know. But what's the so they're going to announce it for a U.S. sometime down try, the road? Try telling but. that to IGN Italy that keeps reviewing the game. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. IGN Spain, IGN uh, Japan, IGN India. No, I mean, like all joking aside, like some international subsidiaries of companies work crazy together and operate as one, and some don't. So I wouldn't. I'm just I'm just pointing that out as an unusual thing right yeah. now. Yeah. For right now, you can only pre-order it from the European <laughs> store and it, uh, for whatever 230 euros, <laughs> something like that. So the I don't price think- is insane. I don't yeah. think the contours and stuff look that bad. I think it'll be fine for for Let me see. Where are you going to rest your arms? It's it's not big enough. It's not. Where do you rest your arms it's, when you hold a controller yeah, now? I You're, know it's not the a controller airplane like seat. This. I can't play it. I can't it's hold a game it like controller. This. It's going to be so sitting good. on my lap. It makes you so mad. No, not, what? No, what? You, <laughs> a regular fighting stick has like room for your forearms to like lean on it. No, no, it, yeah. no, it doesn't. Here's yeah. the other thing. No, no, you put it in your lap and you hover your hands like Mr. Burns. I'm thinking my hands like this. I need a demo here. What's the other thing? Look at the controller and tell me what can you see and not see. You can't that. see the buttons. You the buttons can't are clear. see the buttons. Yeah. Like right now. They get in the way well, of the Capcom but, logo. But you're supposed to, you don't see the buttons when you're using any controller. No, but my point is it, there is something to be said about having buttons that are typically bright red or bright something that differentiates from the actual backdrop I think they that might you're looking be backlit. At. Yeah, it might be glow. Well, I also think like with sixteen games, like they don't really want to. Like they can't be like, oh, press the red button. Like they need yeah. to just keep the buttons generic. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people so put that on your, on the coffee table too, so you're just kind of like hanging there. But uh, it will be weird if you can't play that in your lap with with nobody else. Like it's just you need to. I guess put your cat there. <laughs> it's gonna be all <laughs> off center. Just, just put the other other side of That's it. That's like such it's, a yeah, non-trivial it, detail. Get That's one of those pillows. The form factor is so bizarre. Yeah. And, and everything's going to be plugged into it, right? Well, just your, you just plug in the HDMI cable. But that's what I mean. So then even that, it's like VR well, that's right the other now. thing, yeah. No, it's powered also. Right. So, so then so then you have these AC. It's basically every problem that we've had with all these like mini releases. So you have the AC cords power are too long and an HDMI and then, cable that <laughs> extends all the way to your lap. You you have that's actually a really cable. good point. It's yeah. like HDMI. all the other mini consoles at least have a controller cord coming out of it. Yeah. And this doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but you, that's pretty sketch. You can, you can use 40D batteries. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna include a big long extension cable. It's <laughs> wrapped up with the thing. It's what like twenty gauge? What seriously uses D batteries today? Uh, Maglite, big flashlight. Is that, yeah, is that all it is? Just big. Flashlights. Do you remember when we had the flashlight in the office that could burn holes in paper? <laughs> no, okay. I don't. So we had a we had a what? show called. Uh, Cheap, cheap, crazy, cool. cool. Oh, cheap, yeah. Cheap, I remember cool, that. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And start the start era. And uh, they got a mag light, but it was so powerful that you could hold it up to a piece of white paper and it would just burn a hole right through it. <laughs> and what could the go beam. wrong? Yikes. Everybody pointed it at each other's eyes in the office oh, the minute we got it. Naturally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> flashback to start there. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the logo was. It was something like, it was That's like. Great. It was like retro. Oh, oh yeah. It, no, no, the, the slogan. Oh, start? it was like It was like, play a little, learn a little. It's like life. Yeah. Oh, so, like Damon, I, I have some uh, I like some that. logos yeah. to run by you for your acceptability rating. Logos, uh, yeah, for you a controller. The Cap- I don't have an issue with the Capcom logo. No, no, but Great for logo. the contour of a, co- a controller based on these logos. Okay? Well, okay, are you ready? Yeah, the IGN logo. 
just the letters or like the old one that's the like D-pad. the circle, the D-pad one? Yeah, that one. It would be a difficult, no, not a good controller. <laughs> okay, Domino's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, just the rectangle, the square pizza box? Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. That's okay. great. They can split in half. The Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that wouldn't be a good one. Your hands would be sliding off the sides of the bell. Star Wars. Star Wars, if it's solid, it's the right shape. It's the right overall, basically a rectangle shape. If it's solid, that would be good. Okay, and finally, Konami. Uh, no, Konami would not be a good. Right. No. Now we know. Get the Konami jig. Uh, we have to, we have to <laughs> touch on uh, that price, uh, $250. That's crazy. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Transit, uh, what a bummer. Like, if you were to chart my excitement for this console, <clears throat> it's like, oh, it's got Aliens vs. Predator. Oh, it's got all these awesome games. And yeah. then, ooh, wait. Yeah. Ooh, it's how I mean, much like, money? Two, yeah. <laughs> for, all, for just 16 games, which I, like I said at the top, uh, I think it's a really good list. But there's some pretty obscure ones in there. Like, I don't think most people. What was that mech fighting game? Uh, Cyberbots. I'd never full heard, metal madness. I'd never heard yeah. of Cyberbots. I watched yeah. some YouTube videos of it. it. Looks awesome. I can run down the game list here. 1944, The Loop Master. The game's pretty cool. Uh, Top down shooter. Alien vs Predator. Never been released on consoles before, so that's cool. Armored Warriors. Not familiar. Capcom Sports Club. Not familiar. Captain Commando. Beat 'em up starring yeah. the old mascot. That one's cool. <laughs> the, the, yeah, it's really funny. There's a generic cable-like superhero <laughs> that is Captain Commando, which is just from the Capcom name, yep. and they just made it made a game based out of yeah. it. <laughs> Cyberbots Full Metal Madness, Darkstalkers the Night Warriors, of course, mm-hmm. classic. Eco Fighters, mm, I'm not familiar I with that it's one. it's like a Captain yeah. Planet-y fighting game. Final Fight, amazing. Ghouls and Ghosts, amazing. Giga Wing, really cool shooter. Mega Man The Power Battle is a Mega Man fighting game mm. in arcades. Play it. Pro Gear, don't know that one. Street Fighter 2, of course. Strider is an awesome action game. And then Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, which there I think is go. great. Yeah. It's really, really good. Oof. I do. Oh, man. Real focus on you know multiplayer because they're all I mean, arcade yeah. games. Yeah. And it's really neat. And because there's so two it's controllers like, on the stick. I don't know. It's another It's another weird one. Good game list. Way Very expensive and a, just, yeah. I think, a baffling. All right. We'll post the bruises on Damon's sensitive little forearms yeah. once we get this to test. In the <laughs> There's a let's play. There's a let's play is to actually line up every game, specifically fighting games, where you're mashing the controller back and forth and see what see the distance you actually need to be <clears throat> next to somebody in order to play it comfortably. You almost need to be, yeah, it's going to be terrible, but good. <laughs> it's so bad. What's your job here? Yeah, stop <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's going to be you two. It's going to be you two. Can we play Puzzle Fighter? Absolutely. Love Puzzle Can Fighter. Can we? Maybe it'll hurt <laughs> too much. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> you know what it is? That's when the boat flies and you land. <laughs> it's all Cobra Triangle. <laughs> the Sorry. boat flies and you land. It does. The it boat flies like, into the street. It does. The boat flies in with its little propeller and then. Cobra Triangle is impossible to play. It's really hard. It's, it's just really it's possible to, con- to difficult to control. Right? Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. we fun game though. in the office. I think it's pretty yeah. playable. Yeah, it is. Oh man, we'll it's hard. This it's a hard yeah. game. Yeah, I can get about like third boss. We never did play. That's Nappy, really by the way. far. It is far. Yeah. Let's check in with the listeners. Oh, yeah, we need to play hey, that. <laughs> listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop.com, just like Philip Krostowski did. He says, I am a new listener from St. Louis, Missouri, and want to say your show helped me stay sane while studying for the most important exam of my career, <clears throat> the PhD qualifying exam, required me to shelve gaming for five and a half months. Aww. I will give you some good news, though. I passed the exam on my first try. Congratulations. And you only get two chances. Other good news is a month after passing my qualifying exam, I got married. 
Now as a gamer, there is the balance between wanting to play video games, which I love, and spend time with my wife, whom I also love. My question is, how do you split your time to allow for gaming and for time with your significant other? Do you have any advice to a newlywed on how to make sure there is time for gaming and time for the wife? Let me add, my wife would not be considered a gamer. Always a challenge. I have, are, a, I have a funny tip that, that Brian Altano gave me, which I don't do, which is uh, he gets up at like 5 a.m. and plays oh, games. gosh. He has a whole day before his day. He yeah. watches, it's like, oh, I got up yeah. this morning and watched the Avengers and I came into work. And I would, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I see your, I, I think that's a really good tip. Like, I, it's not for me. I don't have that problem, but it's, it's interesting. See, I'm a night owl. I'll do the opposite. Yeah, that's me. No way. And I guess yeah. Justin's the same. Yeah. yeah. My wife requires, we're just kind of lucky this way, or whatever. It's just a quirk of our relationship is that she needs more sleep than me. Yeah. And so she's in bed by like nine and I'm in bed by like 11, 12. And then that's kind of my time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, so what's his question again? I want to actually. How does he balance time, spending time with his wife and playing games? I, so we've, I feel like there was a different question where we talked about this. Mm-hmm. The balance is not how do you do it is, is it okay to do? I think that's when the issue comes in, yeah, right? Hopefully I mean, it is. Even though we are a video game podcast, let's make it very clear. Like the wife comes first. It, yes. Right? Like, yeah. well, video yes. games are a hobby and like, you know, your spouse and loved ones yes. always need to take precedence over. That's know. the balance though. But I also want to point out, you know, uh, hopefully your wife knows, knew that, about your passion for video games before you got married and was yes. okay with it. Absolutely. And, th- and that that's my situation. My wife and I, I mean, I, I've actually gotten her into playing mobile games mostly. Oh, mm. That was a mistake, expensive mistake. <laughs> uh, but uh, she enjoys that. And Has so she tried Gumballs and Dungeons? Yeah, uh, not yet. I've been, mean, you know, she's already playing other games. There's one at a time. Don't introduce Animal Crossing. Exactly, I know. Uh, but I mean, yeah, she knew about m- me and being <laughs> a little bit borderline obsessed with gaming, and that's never been an issue. But the onus is on me to be responsible, and that also is difficult because when you're getting late at night playing games like. Yeah. Caro and everything else. Well, you're you're hardcore. You're much later an owl than I am. Yeah, I'll stay. I'll, I'll on a weeknights. I try to get to bed at you know midnight. Yeah, midnight's yeah. my bedtime. Midnight. I'll see you the next morning in the office. You'd be like, <laughs> oh, I was up four in the morning playing Apex Legends. <sighs> you know, I, because they go on these sprees where you, when you're playing with other people, you just forget what time it is, and that happens Dude, to me. No, a I lot. don't. I do. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 go to totally, bed. I do not look at the is clock. Is it because you're having fun? Well, it's because, <laughs> why is the answer of, not yes? Because I'm really competitive, so it's a combination of just being super competitive, mm. having fun, but then also going like, "All right, this is a new game. I'm really wrapped up in this," and then I it's get like caught. A in little that. bit of compulsion. In it, it is, and and I'm aware that that exists in me. So is she. So I'm glad that it, it's mutually beneficial for us. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely a problem when you're a first newlywed because you just yeah, there's just figuring out that flow. We don't have a problem with the time in our life. We we uh, do some light bickering about space yeah. and just about having video games and video game junk and that garbage in our house is uh, uh, a point of contention between the two of us. Cause we don't inside. get into arcade machines. Yeah, I know <laughs> like, it's not even an option. And so that's why like as digital has become more and more viable, it's been such a lifesaver where like yeah. now I can have a really, really big library of next gen games without having to find a place to put them the all. Club. Like we're literally at a, like closets. Have I got so, the yeah. Xbox for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what could also be an all digital edition? Any other yep. Xbox? Yeah. Oh my god! Buy just th- buy the regular One S and just don't put any discs. Buy in the it. One S and don't just buy your games digitally. Is it, is it smaller? Oh, it's the same size. <laughs> anyway, we don't want to get back. Um, to that. <laughs> I oh man, I had another point before I started laughing at your jokes again. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> it happens. What it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, well. Oh no, I do remember. Okay. Uh, my parents are uh, both college professors, and mm-hmm. they got PhDs, and, uh, of course, and uh, they. Uh, have so much time in their weeks. <laughs> I think you're going to be fine. Uh, okay. Is this what you're going for? Are you going to teach? Because if you're going to teach in college, like you just came yeah. for you know the 40 hours a week that you're not working between you know between nine and five, hmm. and then you teach like what on Wednesday. <laughs> I've been spending. I've been seeing this my whole life. Over. I'm in dis. And then, the, then they get the summers off. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then they get a sabbatical. For all the teachers, thank you for what you No, my you wife's do. a teacher. I know that. That's I'm real. Saying, no, I know. But I'm saying college. professors. College <laughs> okay. professors. Okay, gotcha. Um, so all the professors. They don't. Uh, they have office hours maybe on Monday. We're in the wrong profession. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's for professors and then they easy. don't show up. Yeah, at 10.30 a.m. <laughs> I'm sure there's a little more to it, but. I'm, I've been uh, seeing this firsthand. <laughs> I mean, my parents are authors. They write books. They do all kinds of stuff, yeah. but they're not. They don't have to. <laughs> they could be playing video games. That's a choice that they made. They were parents, you know. That's that took problem. a lot of time. That's just that's what professors do. Uh, all right, can we move on? Maybe let's move on. <laughs> that's when your boat splashes people in Cobra Triangle. Just every splash. Man, I got every CJ time twice in a row. Yeah. That's when the audience gets a little splash. A little splash from your triangle. Super Nintendo game. I don't know what it is, though. Is it Super Nintendo? I think it's the file is called it. Round Clear. Super yeah. Cobra I don't know it's from. Triangle. <laughs> That's not a real game at all. Not a thing. thing. But it should have been. Not a thing. This is Cody. Hey, Cody. What's up, from, from Final Fight. <laughs> Since I haven't heard you guys discuss the Mega SG or any of the recent FPGA systems that Analog has been putting out, what do you guys think? What do you mean we haven't discussed them? We haven't talked about them on the show. Really. I'm, I love FPGA. It's amazing. Hmm. So basically it's taking all of the you know exact uh, – what a computer was in the 80s or 90s or even earlier than that and making that exact computer. So you're not emulating. You're not doing anything like that. You're you know transistor by transistor recreating the original device. And they're so good and they play games so amazingly and they can scale them in really fun ways. I'm totally pro hmm. FPGA. And they're being used to recreate very obscure arcade systems and games now too hmm. it's like people that are programming the stuff as hobbyists are just really cool and it's amazing let's see and this analog company specifically put out the analog nt which is the nes remake mm-hmm. and they did the super nt which is super nintendo and they just released the mega nt nice yeah analog nt is yes. great but if, you know, there's no equivalent <coughs> cheaper version of it so there's like a 400 500 version mm-hmm. of it of course mm-hmm. it was great but uh the uh, super nt was like you know more in the 150 to 200 range and mm-hmm. i love it so much it's my Way to play Super Nintendo games on new t- televisions. Yeah, but I also have an old television. And I like playing on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about them, but yeah, it, what are the ones that you have at your desk? Even is that? Oh, that's not. That's nothing. Those are uh, ones called a retro trio. Mm. Retro trio. Yeah, the, the not point, the same thing. The, the yeah. point of that is to conserve space on my desk. Yeah. and plug into Multiple a CRT television. Things, yeah, and, and otherwise I'd have to have a bunch of systems there. So that plays like just Genesis, you know, Super Nintendo, Nintendo. Yeah. Cool. I, I those, wouldn't recommend it. I mean, it's fine, but yeah. it's not amazing. I think those things are very cool. I'm yeah. really impressed with the work Analog is doing over there. And they've been including like unreleased, like uh, the Super, Sega Genesis that. one comes with an unreleased game mm-hmm. built cool. into the system, too. I mean, it's sort of from my perspective, I have those consoles still, so yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. It's an easy way to get it hooked into your HDTV if That's you want cool. to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah for, some, for whatever reason, there's <clears> no good way to put a Super Nintendo into a contemporary television. It loses so much signal, yeah. it degrades, it just looks oh, like crap. It's terrible. Uh, you can work on that, you can process that, but like this is a good solution for HDMI. 
which is nice. Yeah. Be able to like list it in your TV channels and stuff too. Just like this is yeah. the Super Nintendo. I mean, it's weird. The HDMI does carry like an inherent amount of latency, but a lot of that's in your television as well too. It's crazy what TVs do for you know. HDMI it, has latency, right? It does. And like the the point of the system was to really, really tamp down Eliminate on that. that. And so cool. I don't notice it, and I really notice latency in games like Punch Out. So yeah, I haven't absolutely. had any problems that's with what, that. Like a top ten disappointment for me in my SNES Classic is that uh, my I, that's when I discovered my TV had more input lag than yeah. I thought. Like I don't notice it in contemporary games because they're a little bit you know mushy. Can you put on control game mode? anyway? Yeah, even with game mode on. Game mode. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not horrible. Like yeah. if you were to it's look at thing, it, though. you wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's so yeah. bad." But it's bad enough that like there's a tick of mm-hmm. like yeah. you know latency and then, there. And then you like you learn to live with it. And then if you try to play <laughs> the game on actual system, and yeah. then you're like you're off. And yeah, stuff. my muscle memory is all yeah. off in Mario World. Yeah, yeah what a bummer. <laughs> it's the reason why when I look at TVs, yeah, game mode, and then even there's like a Dolby MPEG noise reduction thing that usually introduces a little bit of lag and latency. In it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's other things to yeah. turn off if you yeah. can go through and just make it like as naked as possible. Sometimes that helps. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll probably just TVs are so bad at that. <laughs> I know. Probably just yeah. put the thing in the closet and just not <laughs> deal with any of that. Yeah. Is that too? Those Tom hits right at the beginning are great. Yeah. Ooh. Stereo and oh, stereo. Yeah. This is Jester. Uh, that was a game over screen from something. Mm. This is Jester. In the in the list of best selling game consoles on IGN's Twitter, we uh posted a list of that uh, uh, best-selling game consoles of all time this week I was shocked to see the gap in sales between the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation seems like there's far more nostalgia for the N64 than PlayStation even though the PlayStation sold far better any theories as to why perhaps it's how memorable the games were Uh, it is true that the PlayStation outsold the Nintendo 64 by like 3 to 1 yeah it's insane I think there's more nostalgia for the PlayStation. There just is. Well, th- oh, so you disagree with? Justin. I mean, in our office, there's a lot of Nintendo fans, but like in the world, I th- I think there's more PlayStation fans, and the- their nostalgia for the PlayStation we should is palpable, and we should offer coverage of it. The well, PlayStation. No one's saying we shouldn't cover it. The yeah. PlayStation dropped to like 99 bucks. The PS One did, and yeah. like it mm. just dropped and dropped and dropped in pl- price, and that was the console that lived for like nine or almost ten years and had like this life beyond even when the PS2 came out. They still released the PS1, the O&E edition. And like, yeah. I don't know what percentage of its console sales happened at like that very 11th hour, but like a lot, like, yeah. you know, tens of millions of consoles. So that skews the data somewhat. Like they were, you know, the PlayStation yeah. was always ahead, but well, the if, N64 like ended and PS1 sales continued. Is yeah, what I'm that's true. At. But if Jester is correct and there is more nostalgia for the Nintendo 64, even though it didn't sell as well, my guess would be that's just the power of Nintendo, Nintendo and yeah. their brands and the fact that all the all the best games for a Nintendo 64, some of the you know some are regarded the greatest games of all time, Ocarina of Time, yeah, uh, Mario, Mario 64, and Mario Kart. Like those Gold are across nine. generations. They, but they were they were Nintendo games. Yeah. Yes. And the best games on PlayStation, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2, Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy 7, those aren't Sony games. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I didn't know if Sony did publish. They're not but as closely associated. With the yeah, this just, I think yeah. people there's just like a greater brand affinity for Nintendo. That's basically yeah. that's my guess at least. Yeah. I I think the um, just the IPs in, yeah. in in and of itself, but then also the fact that when those games came out, trying to compare them to the previous 16-bit era, it was such a jump. Like it, it felt mm. amazing. I just remember even yeah, Zelda and Mario. Like we can probably all remember where we were when we first played those games. I don't have that experience with PlayStation One. Like it was a cool system, but I don't remember anything mm. from it that I go, oh man, I remember. Well, I have a lot of those moments. I, I, I do, that. but not not as many as I did with like Super Nintendo. It's it's interesting, well, but and like and I can say, like internally, you know, before it came out, it was you know a little bit of a dud. The PlayStation Classic uh, was really really popular with our audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 
I would say as or maybe even slightly more popular than the other two classic systems that have hmm. come out. Now, that's not Nintendo 64, but like I just think like there's a perception, uh, you know, just we're in a, a little bit of a Nintendo bubble sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. Just the fact that it sold that much more outside of the Nintendo 64 means more people played it. And not necessarily the United States. In Japan sure. and Europe especially, yeah. those are just it's just a different situation. When we were living that generation, uh, Nintendo very rightly got like savaged, right? Like totally. the games were much more yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. They would go have months and months long dry spells with nothing coming out, whereas mm-hmm. PlayStation yeah. just had game after game after game and all the support from EA and third parties. But now, in 20 years hindsight, the only thing people really remember or care about, like, the be- like what are the top 25 N64 games or PS1 games? So yep. some of the criticism of yeah. the N64 that was real and legitimate sort of fades with time, and yep. all you're left with is a legacy. Yeah. And in that sense, the N64's legacy is, like, some of the greatest games ever. That's so. a really good point. Mm-hmm. If you look at just the top 25 list for IT- both of those consoles, it looks like they kind of have parity in their libraries, yeah. right? even though there's I, the PS- PlayStation library is vastly... Large. Well, it was broad. Like, like you know, the disc-based medium allowed the games to be cheap and yep. be made really cheaply. And so yeah. for me as, like, a young gamer, and, like, that was around the time where I, like, it became, like, the focal point of my life. Um, just I, just all the weird, weird PS1 games, just, like, you know, Vibribbon and just all this bizarre weird stuff that just couldn't it just couldn't exist on carts. Like, yeah. It just, There's actually, like, non-weird ones like the Spyro series and Crash Bandicoot that are also, like, so popular mm. with IGN's audience. Like, those are... The biggest games we've covered in in retro in the retro space. Yeah, it's just and I, I so I, I really think it's maybe the reader's perception, and definitely like it happens to me because I just again like l- missed that era and like Nintendo, like that that PlayStation is not remembered as well. It totally is. All right, that brings us to video game twenty questions. Uh, first, before we get to our real one, I want to read a letter here uh, from Julian, who says I live in rural Australia. I've been listening to the podcast for about a year now. A few weeks ago, I heard you guys say that there are some games you won't use in 20 questions. My question is, what is your criteria for getting a game onto the segment so I don't waste time emailing in games that definitely won't be picked? Uh, And the only criteria is that I'm not going to pick something that's so obscure, I don't think they would ever guess it. I, I want to, uh, you know. I, well, we tried that this week. I'll make it fair. And it <laughs> yeah, didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> We're looking at a game. What was that game called? On the- it was called Astrobot something something. Mm, no, no, not no. Astrobot. No. <laughs> something robot. Yeah, it was something, a it was a Nintendo sixty four game that had gotten a high score. I'm not going to ask. About Do you know what's this. happening here? No. Well, okay. last week we lost in twenty questions, and I suffered a terrible wound. <laughs> 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 and this week, I'm still fighting. Uh, this is but, good. But I think it's true that if you win this week, your eye might grow back. It might happen again. So. Gotcha. I, can. Um, I can feel it in there. And Julian from Rural Australia submitted a game from 20 Questions, and I'm going to read it here because I didn't pick it because I think this is a good example. Although, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Although yesterday, Sam, you said this game and brought this game up. So maybe yes. it, no, it wouldn't man. have been as hard. Hey, uh, did I say the game? <laughs> <laughs> Hack question number one. The, his suggestion was Body Harvest. Oh, oh yeah. And we I would have gotten Body Harvest. Okay. Well, so I, I, I thought that might have been too obscure, but. Well, I guessed Body Harvest for this other game about yeah, We would I think we would have <laughs> ended up with like N64 exclusive, not made by Nintendo. And like, I think we would have gotten okay. there. Mm. It's tough. In general, EMA though. Design. I'm just trying to pick stuff that. Yeah, I think they. I would have had at least ten terrible questions for that. Well, our uh, Enter the Gungeon nobody would have gotten, so you failed your your own test. (laughs) I thought Enter the Gungeon was pretty doable. And then we walk out and we give Pear like six of the questions we got, and it is the first thing he got. That German efficiency, man. It was amazing. It's true. Uh, 
Our, our real suggestion this week comes from Chad Gregoire in Saskatchewan. No way! Canada. Nice! Is Saskatchewan a nice place? It is. So it was my hometown for 12 you, years. You know him? I, I mean, we, he's my neighbor. Do you know all the good like swimming holes? You call him Greg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's up, man? He's freezing up there? <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, uh, do you think you know which high school you went to? I mean, if he told me, I probably would. It's a small... I mean, this is Chad Gregoire. Yeah. We're well, I mean, here's the thing. Saskatchewan is the size of California. What just popped up on the screen? Landmass wise. Landmass wise. I have a hard time taking you serious most of the time. You should Anyways, take me more seriously. I apologize. <laughs> uh, so landmass, it's the same size as talk like this? California, <laughs> but there's only a million people in the whole province. So California has, I think, like 33 Does million. So how much character wear a hat? How much land is that per per person? Uh, I don't know. But All right, it's, it's pretty big. Let's um, <laughs> let's let the questioning begin. All right. <laughs> you gonna do the voice the whole time? Here, this might help. <laughs> what, is, what is about to happen? I'm nervous. You know what's you happening? Can wear these. Oh, perfect. This is just because I failed last week's. No, it's just because you look cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, those do look pretty cool. Right. Do I? Okay. So video's back, everybody. I just yeah. wanted to let you know you exactly. could see what was going on instead of just hearing us. Well, T- tune in. I was going to say giggle, but I think CJ I'm, was losing it. I'm giggling. All right. His full belly rolling. Uh, first g- question. This game <clears throat> come out before January 1st, 1990? No. Should we ask if it had a different name in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> That's later. Did it come in a bag? So Did not before 1990. Was it before 2000? Yes. Oh, thank oh, God. There 90s go. game. There we go. Ooh, all right. Um, I feel like a little bit of vision coming. Yeah, there you go. It's coming back. <laughs> um, <laughs> would this be uh, a game on a cartridge? Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> good to know. That's good. That is good to know. I think we got like... Um, I was just amused by the hypothetical framing of it. Not like, is this a game on a cartridge? I always kind of want yeah, yeah. like some wiggle room there. Got it. Would you describe uh, this as a... Go ahead. Uh, is this an N64 game? No. Okay. Mm. Would you describe this as a 16-bit game? Yes. In in mm. It appeared in 16-bit. Uh, yes. Okay. It's five what questions. What is happening? I know. Um... Uh, I mean, could be, just, a, could be a Turbo Graphics game. Yeah, I know. That's what I was wondering. Which well, is it could just be a, a game that was than... on Sega CD also or something, right? Uh, no one knows how many bits that thing had. Should we should we isolate Sega and Nintendo? I'm not sure I understand what a bit is. <laughs> it's well, there's you know 15, 15 others. I've, I've never thought I've never thought much about it. Okay. Um, Do you, okay. I mean, did this game appear <laughs> on the Super Nintendo? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Right. Is it based we on did. a license? No. This is a pregnant pro- pause. <laughs> hey, that's part of the game, man. Reading Damon. Okay. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another one going now. Um, is this a platformer? Mm, no. Whoa. Was this game uh, developed in Japan? Mm, no. Sorry, I, sorry, I hesitated. That's a definite hard no. Um, uh, do we ask anything about first party or anything? Uh, no, no but it wasn't made in, in Japan. Japan, so that yeah, that would have been tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we don't know. We, we we don't know it's exclusive to Super Nintendo. Not a license. The way I phrased it is: is this did this game appear on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo? Um, what did this have two player? Yes, Ooh, that's ten. Ooh. Ten. Um, should we should we dive into genre a little bit more? I mean, there's fighters and we want, sports. Man. We have the questions. Um, would this? Let me find it. Is this a oh, fight? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Both those things we could discount by asking, 
is could you compete with a friend in this game? Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty vague still. It wasn't but that. you would discount all the fighting and sports games instead of asking them individually. Well, but there's not a ton of co-op, though. So yeah. the answer is like probably yes. No, but there's exchange yeah, controller games. Yeah. That's true. But we eliminated platformers. Yeah. Do you, you do that a lot in platformers? Um, I think you can ask whatever you want. Yeah, I think, yeah. The, I think the fighting game is still relevant. Because okay. it was only... It, sure, guys. Is, is this a fighting game? No. It eliminates a lot. Uh... Is this game in a contemporary collection of games? No. Mm. That only means a lot of dang games. <laughs> it really does. Um, Super Nintendo. Not a fighter or platformer. Could be sports. Yeah, it could be sports. It would be really weird if it was, but I love it. If it was sports, there's still a lot of big sports games that were on the NES. Not made in Japan, so it's not even like you know, like Mario Kart, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of EA games. Remember, EA it was on Super Nintendo. It doesn't mean it was only on. Did Super this game Nintendo. appear? It sounds like at, it was everything. It, yeah. At the time it was released, mm-hmm. did this game appear on consoles other than the Super Nintendo? Well, we actually know that from Elimination. How do we know? Because uh, when I asked if it was a 16-bit game, he said yes. It appears on a 16-bit uh, console. Right, but it could. Well, so then I wonder if it's also maybe arcade even. I don't understand what's going on. Oh, how does so, that eliminate? Yeah. Because he kind of hesitated, and it seemed to imply that it was on a bunch of different systems. Yeah. Well, but it, it was be. also on Super Nintendo. It's a, that's yeah. a level of metagaming I'm unwilling to engage in. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> was this on other consoles? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm it's wondering... A, it's a multi-platform. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to stop. I got to get Super Nintendo out of my head. It was on other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Could be Madden NFL. Yeah, but uh, it would it would be like NHL or something ninety four that you know we actually. Why are we talking about sports games? There's so many other genres out there. That's, but that's what I mean. What what were super popular though? On Do you NES? fight stuff in this game? Oh yeah. Okay. Now I'm thinking is it like side scroll? So it sounds like a side scroll. Yeah, like or, hella fighting. Mm-hmm. Like TMNT. Cap, maybe it's just Final Fight. Could be Final Fight. Could no, be Final that's Fight. Jap- Japan. Oh right, right, right. That's something like a bad version of Final Fight. Right. Was, like Battletoads. I know Streets of Rage was Sega, but it was Sorry. like, was it like, did Sega of America make that? I don't know what team made that. Mm. So many of those brawlers are... Also not on Super Nintendo. Oh, there's yeah. like, there's like, uh, we could ask if it's a mascot game. I know platformers kind of fall into that though, huh? Yeah, you could. That's I don't really know. good. Like I, I would call Boogerman and Earthworm Jim and stuff platformers. I would too. And, and they're not multiplayer. Yeah. Multiplayer, you fight a lot of stuff. Yeah. It sounds like it's yeah. It doesn't it's, should we ask if it's a brawler? Could yeah, be, could be mutant league football. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean we haven't isolated sports. I don't know if that's or, a Nintendo game, but yeah, good point. Um, Is this a brawler? Yes, <gasps> but that's fifteen. <laughs> ah, time's running out in Cobra Triangle. <laughs> Deposit all the dudes into the life jacket area. <laughs> <laughs> get get the thing to the goal. Exactly. Don't let that other boat touch you. Don't let your boat. It's your boat going down. What do you think a non-Japanese brawler could possibly be? Dude. What is, I mean, rare, no. But was Battletoads? Everything's Capcom. Battle- Everything. Battletoads. Battletoads and Battletoads and Double Dragon. I mentioned that already. It's Trade Trade West. Or, it was Trade West. Rare, rare made those, though. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, and I did mention Battletoads Double Dragon, and I, I was thinking of it as a Japanese game, though. So that's that true. Yeah. Um, is this or, a rare game? Yes. Uh, do you play as a toad? You can. 
Yeah. Do you play as? We, the, we don't have this many questions no, 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 to mess but, around with. But I know, but there's there's two or three more, and there's only three games on the NES. There's two more. You can see his fingers in front. It's, of No, I'm saying, but yeah, we wait, wait, wait. So it's SNES, and the original Battletoads was NES. Yeah, it's but Bat- Battletoads Double Dragon was 16 bit. Right. That's right. There's Battletoads and, and Battle Maniacs. It was also an NES. That's, what, was, that's where his yes. tickiness comes from. So it's got to be then it's Double Dragon versus Double Dragon. It's got to be Battletoads and Double. Uh, so well, let's use a hack. Okay. Did let's we not. This? Let's not. Yeah. Let's ask. <laughs> can you play as Bimmy or Jimmy in this game? You can. Okay. It's just Battletoads versus Double Dragon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Battletoads. Nice. Is it versus Double Dragon or and Double Dragon? Uh, no one knows. Ba- I think it's Battletoads it's and Double Dragon. And yeah. Double Dragon. I thought it was. Did I say versus? I thought it was versus. Yeah. I said versus, but I also said and. Um, yeah. That is a great game on SNES. Yeah, and it was also on NES, like you said, and on Sega Genesis. Yeah, that's and right. And on Game Boy. Yeah. That uh, was, uh, the, oh, greatest. the Game Boy one's the one to play. <laughs> <laughs> I think Endgame should move over and crown the true crown for greatest crossover event of all time. <laughs> Battletoads and Double so Dragon. Good. It's amazing that that happened. It yeah. is pretty crazy. Um, and then, like, Rare Developed it, Trade West published it. And is Trade West Japanese? I don't even know. I can't remember. No, it's British. They're British. Okay. Yeah. That would um, make sense. So when I first came to IGN, remember, I, I almost You're thinking beat... of Data East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost beat the original Battletoads NES. I can basically get right up to the queen without Game Genie. You can get through that snake level? Yeah, you can get through the snake mm. level. Yeah, you take the warp <laughs> right out of there into uh, Clinger Winger and a bunch you of other things. Clinger Winger. That's right. Wow. Yeah, Clinger Winger. And then that game came out for... I loved it for NES and Super NES. It, it's got one of the best soundtracks uh, that I can remember on uh, Super Nintendo. It's really, really good. Um, I can't. I, I can, and I have, but it's so hard for me just to beat the first dodging cement yeah. pylons level. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so hard. That's where well, everybody everybody dies there, and then you make it through there five percent of the time, and then die immediately after. Yeah, but you got to take the warp. There's like a warp on the tenth one, and later on, it is the best pause music. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> why don't more games have pause music? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> That, that the music in that game was actually really good as well. Oh, it's the, great! The, the NES one. and a lot of like. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you the stage that was my favorite music in that game. That's so good. Cool. That's really good. All right. Well, the healing powers of 20 questions. I think they've worked. <laughs> but CJ is taking, taking a deadly injury. Yeah. Where'd that thing yeah. come from? A mortal injury. Man down. Uh, thank you for the suggestion, Chad Greg- yeah. Gregoire. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Nice. I played that game so much. Uh, listeners, if you have your own suggestions, email them to me at gamescoop.igen.com. I only ask that they not be too obscure. Body Harvest is okay. That level of obscurity is <laughs> If okay. they are obscure, he just gives them to me across our desk. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we, have a, we have a long weekend here uh, in yeah. San Francisco, so if you do as well, enjoy the long weekend, play some games. That is all the scoops we have for you this week. Uh, thank you, CJ. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, man. Damon. My name is Damon, this is IGN Games, and we're out. We are going to control you now.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.